Welcome to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Who or what is the hat man? What about the man in the checkered shirt or the little blonde girl? Is anything in the paranormal what it appears to be? Hello and welcome to the 625th edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Here on ON 1240, I am Ben, and those archetypal questions came from my co-host and partner in the paranormal, my dad. And this afternoon we bring you a new guest on a topic we've never really specifically covered in all of our years on the air. And as always, we are uh, welcoming your calls. The numbers are 800-449-1240, that's from anywhere in the U.S. or Canada, and 401-766-1240 locally. Also, we will monitor emails, paul at behindtheparanormal.com for emails. Heidi Hollis is a researcher, broadcaster, journalist, and prolific author who coined the terms shadow people and the hat man. Like us, Heidi has taken a new look at the paranormal and suggested new ideas to explain the human experience. Among her books are The Secret War, a true story about a real alien war and shadow people. Diary blog of the Fickle Finders investigates the other F word, uh, the other F word being faith, in case you're wondering. And her most recent, The Hat Man, the true story of evil encounters. Heidi has appeared many times on national TV and radio and hosts. Heidi Hollis, The Outlander, on the Inception Radio Network, and co-hosts with our good friend Kevin Cook, The Kevin Cook Show. Heidi lives in Chicago. Her website, among others, HeidiHollis.com. So, Heidi Hollis, welcome to Behind the Paranormal. Uh, she's been abducted by aliens. Do we have Heidi? Um, we got your audio there, Heidi? Oh, well... Apparently not. Well, while well, uh, our uh, our dream team uh, produce, producers here work on the problem, uh, let's um, check out uh, a few things about Heidi that, that, that I know. She, she's a pretty unique person, I find, because um, uh, my first uh, encounter with Holly was several years ago on Kevin Cook's show. Kevin Cook uh, being a, a very interesting person in himself and an author in his own right. Uh, Heidi is his co-host there. Now, he's in um, Texas, and Heidi is out of Chicago. And I was immediately struck by Heidi's um, broader interpretation of the paranormal than you usually get on many of the shows, particularly. Uh, she understands, uh, to some degree, the multiverse concept. Nobody really understands it completely, but we kind of talk the same language. And uh, the entire notion of archetypes, an archetype being uh, a, a figure that is sort of well-known uh, in... Um, Oh, it looks like we have Heidi with us. Oh, we do have Heidi. Okay, now I have to make up stuff to say. Yes. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Okay, well, we we just, uh, you you didn't hear, I guess, uh, the glowing intro. No, she did. (laughs) She did, okay. She could could hear us, we just couldn't hear her. Okay, well, all right. Well, anyway, Ben just welcomed you to the show, so let's start our questions. Yes, so who or what is the hat man? Start off with with a roaring question like that. mention that in the bio. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> a very and, noble uh, profession. 
Yeah, you know, I really enjoy it. And it's such a broad range of things we get to cover from, you know, psychological to physical uh, issues that patients... But do they wear hats? Uh-huh. <laughs> many hats, many different hats. Right. Uh, but, uh, you know, the hat man, I guess to back it up to, to say how I came across him, uh, myself and my college roommate, we, sh- we shared this, this apartment that happened to have a lot of different activity going on, and um, it was everything from uh, odd, like, you know, balls of light and shadowy entities, and, you know, I'd always hear my roommate screaming, you know, because she just would freak out when she'd see, see things in the middle of the night, and I would, you know, I used to start running, and, you know, my God, what's going on? Well, this one night, she screamed, and she screamed, and it would not stop. I was certain Someone was killing her. I ran full fledged, full full speed into her room, flung the door open, and found her cowered in a corner, just pointing and shaking and saying, "The man, the man!" And I'm literally thinking, "Oh my God, somebody's broken in here." She had a door that entered to uh, the outside porch, <clears throat> and I, so I'm looking around. I'm like, "Where'd he go? Where'd he go?" And you know, thinking somebody's still in there, and she just could not catch her breath. And she like, no, he disappeared when you opened the door. And uh, I'm like, wow, you know, she was an unbelievable uh, artist. So she drew what she saw, and she drew a man in a three-piece suit, a chained watch on his hip uh, with a long trench coat and a gaucho hat. She even drew him with uh, black eyes and uh, a, a goatee. And I, I was just like, wow. And she's like, you know, he was very, very shadowy. So I, we assumed he was another shadow person. So um, on my website, I put up these different forms, these shadow people came in. And nobody had heard of shadow people before. And uh, I was like kind of distinguishing the different forms that they took, putting it up on my website. Uh, that's still up, but it doesn't have that information. My main website does have uh, the drawings now, HeidiHollis.com. And so I put up these different drawings, and I'm like, you know, shadow streak, shadow cloud, uh, head and shoulder shadow is what I call this other one. And uh, and then I put hat man shadow. And, you know, it was interesting because I, I received a lot of emails in regards to all the different forms that the shadow people took. But the second I put up the hat man as shadow, the emails changed. And... I really didn't like the pattern I was seeing because the people were writing saying essentially that he was real. He was a real solid entity. He wasn't just a shadowy being. And, you know, when I thought of it, I'm like, well, you know, he, he does wear clothing. He does wear a hat. And uh, But I hadn't experienced him. And from what my friend was describing, it sounded like another form that shadow people could take. And... You know, the pattern over the years, I, as, I, as I watched it change um, to the description and the encounters that people had, shadow people in general are not that chatty. They don't, they might growl, they might whisper. Um, sometimes I've heard of guttural things said to people. But the hat man, and when he got comfortable, he loved to chat. He loved to talk. Really? He loved to threat. Oh, he horrible. <clears throat> Well, Ben, ben has another background question, if we might. Yeah, so we can we can get a little more a little more background on this. So, when you say shadow people, what do you mean? What are shadow people? Shadow 
people are uh, something that entered my life soon after I had my first and really only uh, alien encounter. <laughs> I didn't know what the heck I was experiencing. Um, I had seen this this black shadowy creature uh, a few years earlier following one of my friends. And shadow people are a black mass that could take on a lot of different forms, like I was saying, shadow streak, shadow clouds, shadow rodents, I've heard, um, shadow cats. Um, rodents? And, oh, yeah. And okay. What you, would think, you would think that it's a rodent, but it may look uh, similar to a, a shadowy cloud, you know, moving along mm-hmm. the ground. But then I've had people describe distinctive shapes to these things. Um, and, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's amazing, uh, some of the forms that, that I've heard and some of the, the, the things that these beings have done. Shadow people, when they want to be especially threatening, um, they'll, they'll take on their bigger, hulkier form that could go from anywhere to 6 to 10 feet tall or more. And they look like kind of like a hulky, bulky man with no neck, with its head directly connected to its shoulders. And sometimes they could show glowing red eyes, unfortunately. And their favorite pastime thing to do is to jump on people and choke them. Now, it, it never surprises me when people say to me, um, I saw a shadow person, and the second I saw it, it says, if it saw, I saw it, and it, it charged after me. The shadow people do not like to be spotted. They do not like to be seen. And uh, the second that they do, they may try to hush you up, by scaring you, attacking you, um, choking you. And uh, a lot of people say, you know, I feel, you know, great pressure on my chest. I can't breathe. I'm paralyzed. And, you know, sometimes people, when, they're open, when they open their eyes, they're able to see a, a black mass on top of them. Other times, this is interesting. It's a um, pretty common thing that I, I've, I've received uh, of these experiences. They could see their shadow cast on the wall next to them where they're laying in bed and then something shadowy on top of them, though they can't see it with their own eyes. So they see the shadows of the shadow people, so to speak. Yes, they do. Interesting. They do. Which and, means uh, there must be some know, sort of material mass, presumably. Exactly. And, and, you know, and I've always said from the beginning that these beings have connections to aliens, not, not paranormal so much as ghosts. However, they do show up in very haunted areas. Actually, we, 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 wanted to, we wanted to get to that, Heidi, uh, after okay. one or two more questions, but, yeah, we, we are going to tie into that. Um, okay. Okay. And uh, Ben has another question, I guess. Well, I mean, she sort of already answered it, which yeah. was... So you which, have had personal experiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. where, where you've, you've had personal experiences prior to where you've, you've figure, figured this out or discovered these, these figures. Are, is, there, is there any more you'd like to add to that? Yeah, you know, the one that I was most tortured by were shadow spiders. I hate spiders and uh, very giant, horrible-looking uh, shadowy spiders would fall from my ceiling and uh, fall into my bed, and I'm like, what was that? You know, and then with every step that this thing was taking, it would move my blanket. And it, it's really terrifying to see a, a man-eating-sized spider coming up your bed but it wasn't always that. It was uh, sometimes just hundreds, if not thousands, of little shadowy spiders. And, you know, this is a phenomenon that uh, people just tell me it's a bunch of tentacles that, that they've seen uh, sprouting out of a corner. And I've even seen shadow spheres 
that uh, a particularly horrific experience I had with them once. But, uh, you know, it's something else to, you know, be met with a phenomenon and have no one be able to relate to it. I, I wrote my book in 1997, and, you know, to try to convince publishers who oftentimes were other paranormal researchers and authors who owned these presses and... You know, I was sending it all over the place and, and trying to get, you know, please, somebody pick it up. And, uh, you know, it was really difficult. And then to go and say, all right, these shadowy things are related to aliens. And, you know, it, it, it's been kind of, uh, a, you know, a big struggle. And then now, oh, now everybody's experienced shadow people. And, you know, it's, it's crazy to say, but they never turn and acknowledge, and who started talking about it? You know, who put this information out there? You know, I fought like so hard, and uh, it was just mind blowing. The second that I that I did get it more widespread on a big radio show, the emails never stopped. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I get thousands. I have thousands of emails on Shadow People and the Hat Man, and uh, it certainly hit a nerve. Over, oh yeah, yeah, and you know, it, it blows my mind. And and you know, other authors step forward and. And they speak of the shadow people, and I don't know them. They've, they've never said, hey, Heidi, by the way, what's your information on the shadow people? Yeah. But I see it's out there. I've seen it in movies. I'm like, a phone call? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. You know, but uh, well, it's, from, just, it, from, it's been from, a long um, time, you know. So. Well, for, from our perspective, um, we, we hear what you're saying, Heidi. Uh, all along uh, since the 70s, I have run into cases that involved what you would later coin the term as shadow people, little dark figures, particularly little ones, sometimes big ones, uh, running around people's kitchens in the midst of other phenomena that were going on. Uh, They were somehow never seen, at least in my experience, in isolation. They were factors in larger cases, which almost always turned out to be, in our terms, parasitical. Uh, in other in other terms and in, in more popular terms, demonic. Okay, uh, yeah. at least that that's my experience. So one of the things that bothers me, and perhaps you can comment on this, is um, one of the slipperiest aspects of a very slippery field, paranormal investigation, is is the terminology we use. And I'm wondering, and we often suggest it, that that maybe the terms we use depend on the context in which we have the experience. In other words. Uh, but although, and probably the term shadow people is one of the least slippery because that, that's what they appear to be. It doesn't explain right. what they are, but it's what people experience. Uh, so let's begin with, with evidence. Um, there, there's a, a big question about what constitutes evidence. The motto of our show is everything you know is wrong. We don't really know anything for sure. But there are, I've always relied a lot, to, to some degree at least, on photography and things of this kind. Are there photographs that you consider legitimate? Of shadow people. Oh my gosh, there, there's so many out there. But well, I know again, so many out like, there, but uh, do you consider yeah. them or, I, or some of them at least to be legitimate? You know, they they appear to be. It's not my specialty. To See know what you that, did there. You know, I like that. They appear to be. Right. Yeah. Right. They they do appear to be. And the, and what's really uh, the most uh, prominent element of, of evidence, I believe, are the gut wrenching stories that are out there. The people that are, you know, being disowned by their families and, and going into depression or, you know, attempting suicide because they feel so tortured by these beings. And then, yes, sometimes they get pictures and they're like, and here it is, you know, and it's like, you know, what what would be the purpose for them to 
you know, fake this. You know, there is a lot of technology out there to, to create hoaxes, but for the most part, you know, people don't make a dime off this stuff, you know. No, it, it, it's true, trenches. yeah. And yeah, they often the want to forget about it, and they don't. They don't want to report, and they don't want to be known. Exactly. And you can tell the ones who do, at least there. I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They don't want their name out there, but they'll give permission. Go ahead and use that picture forever you want, and and it it, it just blows my mind. And, and you know what I think is really sad is a lot of people that are experiencing anything out of the ordinary, and they don't have the opportunity to turn to the person next to them to say, "Hey, I'm experiencing this," without getting laughter. You know. It, so they have to write somebody on the other side of the planet. I, I got emails all over the world about the hat man and shadow people. And it, it's, I think that we need to start changing our, our attitudes out there and allow the freedom of expression because we're really, you know, as, as a society, are holding back our so-called friends and family and being able to express themselves and, and feel relieved. They are going into depression out there and, it's, it's really sad. Well, that, that's that's true. Uh, although, I, you know, personally, I think things are a little more open than they used to be. However, I, I, I oh, yeah. hear what you're saying. But uh, the, uh, other questions may arise of, um, you know, single paranormal experiences will, will inevitably raise questions about mental health. Okay? Oh, yeah. Um, and and uh, we, I don't know, we, we will take, we, we don't specifically investigate shadow people as such. Uh, it's always in the context of other cases. Yeah. But we always look at the, the medical history of the family as much as we can find, as much as they're willing to disclose. And there have been times, I don't think you, you and I have ever had the occasion to do it, but it, uh, there have been times when I've called in psychiatric social workers, things of this kind, uh, who were open-minded uh, because it, it is possible that uh, schizophrenia could be involved, although, you know, where you see and hear things, Although, when I worked in psychiatric hospitals many years ago as a, as a seminary student, uh, I would find uh, psych, uh, psychoses and paranormal phenomena intertwined. Yeah. Very, very <laughs> difficult to untangle. And you know, first, you have to get the, the medical community to believe you, which, which they only will, will do privately. They won't do publicly because they're afraid for their jobs and this sort of okay. thing. Um, wh- what steps do you take? I mean, do you, you do, I'm sure you specifically investigate this stuff, especially for your books. Um, what would you suggest as far as determining what's real and what's imagined? Whatever those terms may mean. Yeah. You know, as an occupational therapist, I, I, I do tend to work with a lot sure. of that have uh, psychological disorders, and uh, it's for me because I've been doing this for so long. It's pretty pretty instant to know if a person uh, are showing telltale signs of having mental illness. You know, uh, it, it's it's, it's uh, you've been in the field and been around around uh, such people that have these types of things. It's a, it's a big big flag that that kind of waves in front of you to know. Okay, this person may be a little off. You know, but, uh, you know, it happens. But I also think, like you said, you know, the mental illness and, and the paranormal do intertwine. I, I think they become victims of the paranormal because they are more sensitive. They are able to see. And uh, But when it comes to some of these emails that I get, even, even in some of the way that people say what they do, what they've experienced, uh, almost always somewhere in the email is like, I don't do drugs. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, I agree. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, I, I, I'm like, wow, this person really, it, you can hear the pain in their words. So, yes, exactly. You know, there, there are telltale signs, and I, I think it comes with, uh, you know, practice in, in the paranormal and uh, also 
the field that I'm in. Well, before we get into any of the alien connection, whatever alien may mean, that's another issue, uh, there are other archetypal figures. and The term archetype, was, I, I believe, is coined by uh, Dr. Carl Jung, a great uh, journalist, psychiatrist, psychologist, uh, who lived well into the 20th century. He worked with Sigmund Freud, but thought Freud was a little over the top, so he went off on his own. And uh, one of the things that he uh, pioneered were things like the collective unconscious. He, he touched upon the multiverse idea. He uh, pioneered a number of ideas that uh, I think are very valuable. One of them was the idea of the archetype, something that is embedded, so to speak, in the human psyche. And, and uh, Heidi, uh, if you have a better explanation for this, please chime in. Uh, but I would say it's something that is embedded in the human psyche. It's like a symbol uh, that means something to pretty much every human being, or at least in, in a certain culture. Uh, among these might be some of the urban legends. You know, the rat somebody adopts and thinks it's a dog. and you know, Even little stories like that, they're kind of, they kind of come down. And I think that the, um, the, the, the man in the checkered shirt, which I have seen twice, at least, that I can think of in my paranormal research, once in Montreal and in, in Canada and then once here in Rhode Island, uh, clear as day and then disappeared. Uh, th- this uh, is one uh, archetypal figure because he seems to pop up along with the hat man. And uh, one thing w- that we've run into uh, frequently, I particularly in a longer career than Ben, uh, is the little blonde girl, uh, sometimes with flowers in her hair. We had a case in our local listing here in Cumberland, Rhode Island, uh, another one in um, uh, Burrillville, Rhode Island, a case we're still monitoring. And uh, th- that has been one of the archetypes, and we always found that they were parasites in disguise, parasites being, in our opinion, part of nature, mimics, as many insects do, uh, to attract prey, and what's the prey? Us, what is the food, the, uh, the energy we produce when we're upset, annoyed, fearful, angry, uh, can't put a better finger on it than that, because that's what we find. Right. And so, right. in your in your opinion, uh, could these shadow people uh become some of these less threatening figures. I mean, what, what's less threatening than a little girl with blonde hair? You know, I mean, in your opinion, in cases, have you yeah. seen uh, the uh, shadow people as mimics, perhaps? Well, you know, because I, I, I'm finding that, you know, darkness is darkness, and they're all related, though there's no honor among thieves, so they, they don't work very well together always. Um, you know, I, I see them as one and the same, as demonic as not from here as an alien. Okay. Um, I see them as, as what was written of in the Bible that can shapeshift into whatever it is uh, that they that works for the moment. Um, but interesting enough, these shadow people, it, it, it's, how can I say? Well, going into the hat man. Let's go into the hat man. The hat man is, is an entity that he shows up and he appears as he does for a reason. He wants to be recognized. He wants to be known as the entity that is doing what he's doing. Otherwise, he would change his shape. He would change his form. He wouldn't talk. He wouldn't show patterns, but he wants to be acknowledged. But that's what I think is, is a, a very scary phenomenon associated with him. Shadow people shapeshift into different things. Hatman, he could, but he'd, why, why do that? He wants you to know who he is, why he's there. And to know when you see him, you better have fear. Now, when it comes to the shadow people, people have fear when, when they see them, okay? There, there's a, uh, a true terror when they're looking at such a thing, and they, and they feel the threat from 
when the hat man comes into the room, it, people fear for their very souls. With just a hat tip, which he does, with just a whisper, with just his presence, just knowing he's there, uh, it, it, his, his uh, presence goes to another level that he doesn't even have to lift a finger to make you feel that this may be it for you. People feel he's the angel of death. Uh, but more often than not, when people have written me, they're, they're always asking, who is he? What is he doing? Why is he seeing me? And then they almost an- always answer their own question, he's the devil, is he? And uh, it, it's horrible to me because uh, the pattern that I've seen is a huge increase in his presence showing up to people all over the world. And what's absolutely disgusting to me is he prefers to start young and go to these these people when they're children. Uh, The stories, I I just, I can't even tell you. For a a guy that wrote me, he he told me he probably was, you know, two years old. He remembers being in a baby crib still and having the hat man be able to communicate with just a glance if you if you scream, I'm going to kill you. For a child, okay, well, I'm afraid we're, we're going to take our break, Heidi, uh, at the bottom of the hour here, but we'll be right back. Uh, you're listening to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on WOON 1240 in New England's beautiful Blackstone River Valley. We'll be right back with Heidi Hollis and the Hat Man in just a moment. This is ON 1240, WOON Socket. Blowing at three from the corner, no rebound. Kane Broom lays it up and in with 2.3 seconds left. It does not matter. Starks with the inbounds and Bryant survives. They have won their quarterfinal game in the NEC tournament, the first ever postseason win in the history of Division One for this program. What a victory for Bryant. Your final score in double overtime. Bryant 91, Sacred Heart 85. We're joined by assistant coach Chris Burns. Burnsy, clock's running down at the end of regulation. Okay, well, that was not our usual break. You had the uh, end of the Bryant University basketball game, I guess, but hey. It is behind the paranormal. It is behind the paranormal, indeed. So uh, we'll talk about our charities a little bit later. We're going to get back to our conversation with Heidi Hollis. Uh, Heidi, before we burn up the hour here, why don't you tell us about your books, your website, where people can find out more about you, where they can get the books, et cetera. Yeah, um, my first book that uh, is still my bestseller. It's really, really strange. It's, it's lasted over the years. It took me forever to get it out there, but now that it is, uh, it's called The Secret War. And uh, this is the first book that was written on, on Shadow People, and it discusses... The, the direct link with uh, shadow people and alien beings. And uh, then my book, The Hat Man, which is uh, something that's really been getting a lot of attention out there as far as understanding this phenomenon better. And uh, I'm also a cartoonist, so I, I have a couple of books out there, that, uh, one that's going to be coming out soon called The Other F Word, um, one with uh, characters that I call fickle finders looking into odd topics. And uh, so you can check that out at theotherfword.com. And I also write on, you know, the lighter end of the spectrum. So Jesus is no joke, uh, a book about Jesus encounters and picture prayers on angelic encounters. So uh, I, I, I try to I try to keep <laughs> keep my options and, and uh, thoughts 
world sure. because uh, it's truly a, a yin and yang type of uh, world. So why not why not start to pick that? No, yeah, okay. Um, we have a, a lot of other questions, but I wanted to touch on the, uh, I guess the the religious implications of this because a lot of our listeners are going to be wondering about that. Now, I spent ten years in seminaries studying theology and philosophy. I was never ordained because I didn't like my paranormal work. So maybe the church and I both had a lucky escape. I don't know. But the the issue of uh, I, I would go into cases early on when I was steeped in the in the the theology of of the demon. Okay, although that was really not taught in the seminary. You know, it was like keep your nose in your books. You know, study uh, your philosophy and maybe the fathers of the church and, and this sort of thing. But uh, the paranormal was not taught except to certain very special people, probably after they were ordained or just before. It wasn't me. But, in the, but I was working with Ed and Lorraine Warren, and, and they were very much into the, the pop theology of the devil, okay, which really does not correspond with actual theology in many ways. Uh, the, and then I worked with a Jesuit priest who was an exorcist. Uh, the, as a matter of fact, he was the technical advisor for the movie, which he regretted. And uh, then Louisa Ryan, who was um, the, the scientific side. So I kind of had all the, the different exposure. And today, I don't believe any of it. I do, but not in the same ways they did. So, yeah. uh, in in your opinion, so I, I just I just don't find that the theology of these creatures is the same as human belief has boxed it into. Um, I, I don't. Th- I think that they're trying to eat. They do things that we consider evil. They lead us to the to what uh, that we consider evil. Because that gives them more food. I don't. Th- they seem to have a culture. I'm talking about the parasitical things here, of which shadow people might be a part. Um, so, what say you? Am I, am I being naive? Uh, wrong? And Ben, what do you think? I mean, you're. Well, I think that um, I don't know. I, I really don't know much much about it. I remember being the whole theory of shadow people being being mentioned every so often, but I never really, you know, yeah, by people who are having experiences we were dealing with. I think the first time I heard it mentioned was when we met with uh, a group a very long time ago. I, I was like 13 or 14 or something. We met them in like southern Rhode Island, and they started talking about shadow people. Oh, and, I'd forgotten about that. And I sat yeah. there, and I was like, I have literally never heard this before until yeah. today. And I, I still haven't heard much about it. I mean, I've seen like – That's probably shortly after Heidi coined the term. Probably, yeah. yeah. Like I, I, I remember – Now you hear about it everywhere. Yes. And yeah. I remember reading really? things – Good job, Heidi. Good job. Proud of you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I tried. But there was there was a, some interesting things because I, I was while we were we were going through this through the magic of smartphones. I was looking through different different accounts of um, shadow people and all that, and it's sort of fallen into a weird place in the internet where it's like almost a folk legend, but it's in that area where it's more believable than some other things like Slenderman and all that stuff. So, how do you feel about the popularization? Of of this whole phenomena, uh, you know, I I honestly in the beginning when I when I first uh, started speaking about it in, in public, uh, which was 2001, well actually 2000, and it it really floored me and it's floored me ever since at how many people have experienced these things and for how many years. Um, I I think it's a tragedy to be honest, and and what I learned. The more that these things would show up, the closer to the veil thinning we are. You know that uh, you know more and more 
activity is going to be taking place. No, I, I agree. But, um, you know, truly, and so I, I, I think it, it broke me down inside. I was like, my God, you know, it's not just me. It's, it's everywhere. I, I felt like the only person. I, I felt like I was, you know, screaming from a mountaintop, and I was getting a lot of laughter. And, you know, what is she talking about? That's science fiction. Um, <laughs> it's, it's been, you know, ever since just this, ride I, I w- wish I could get off from but you know what I, I wouldn't have changed anything you know I, I'm, I'm happy to be doing what it is that I'm doing but when it comes to the hat man okay that the email that just to show you the pattern of what's going on when I put up the shadow people uh, images on my website I mean it went from aliens my website was on aliens and I got a hundred percent you know emails were on aliens put up shadow people it was 100 percent shadow people i put up the hat man and almost instantly my emails changed to 90 percent hat man um so the the, the change and what's going on out there i i think it's it's absolutely terrifying uh, well we uh, we tend to one. agree heidi on that because it, it yeah. we've been saying for years now that the well you may say the veils we might say the world boundaries are are thinning and there are there are possible astronomical uh, reasons for that, at least partial reasons for it, uh, which we have, which we have discussed with astronomers actually, uh, having to do with electromagnetic fields in, in in this part of the galaxy. But maybe that's true, maybe it's not. But on the other hand, I think we have to check ourselves when we say things like that because we have to bear in mind that we have the internet now. And back in the 70s yeah. or 80s, you didn't have that, and people, you didn't know what was going on. Now everybody knows everything, and everybody can say everything and have people believe it. So maybe there's just a better informa- information flow, and maybe this level of paranormal activity, if you want to call it that, uh, has always existed. I personally doubt that. I, I agree <laughs> more with you, but I think we have to consider yeah. that possibility. What say you? Well, you know, I, I think that uh, it's, it's more active out there. I get emails like, okay, so yesterday I saw the hat man and I Googled it and now I'm talking to you about it. Mm. I, I just got one yesterday. A guy is, is like, how can I lure the hat man to me because I want to kick his butt? He's, thre- he's threatening my kids, you know. I'm like, it's going on now. Yeah, yeah. there's a no, lot it is. of backstory. It is. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of backstory going on, you know. Years ago I saw this, this, and that. But this guy is so active. The hat man is extremely active. Shadow people, you know, I, I'm almost, it, it, it's crazy to say, but when people say they're experiencing shadow people, I'm not as worried for them. When they're saying, you know, the hat man has been seeing me since I was three years old, oh, my God, you know, I'm just, it, this, is, this is horrible what's going on. And, you know, one thing that's important to note, too, and, and as I was saying, you know, I, I, I try to balance, it, it's not the end of the world if you do experience these things. A lot of people feel they're spiritually screwed, and I want to let, let them know Jesus is very active out there. He is not sitting docilely on, on these things. He, his appearances have increased around the world as well. So it almost seems like, yes, these things are showing up, uh, you know, the hat man, shadow people, the people maybe closer to their side of the fence, but Jesus is visiting these same people. There are these people fence-sitters and they need to choose a side, uh, you know, whatever it is, you know, get get it right. And that's why I'm, I'm focusing on, you know, people are like, well, what do I do? I'm experiencing this stuff. And I'm like, well, do you have faith? And, 
oh, I don't get into that church stuff. I'm like, hold on, you just met the likes of the devil, and you're questioning faith. If you don't have that, you might as well throw a shoe at what you're experiencing because you need to have something behind you, and that something is God and Jesus. So it, 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 it is what it is. You know, people can feel like, oh, that religious smack. Well, these paranormal, negative, evil things are placing their bets on you to not figure them out. And we're, we're, what a great defense, you know. It, they're able to defend themselves because people are laughing about their existence. That's a crying shame. We've got to change our attitude. And that's why I, I've got a book already on faith, so theotherfword.com, the and i got another one for adults on faith. Um, it's just, it, it's so important. And, uh, you know, I, I, and I don't care what it is that people are experiencing. It's a negative alien being. They're related to these negative shadow people. And the hat man. Well, you need to, you need to find your path. You truly do. Okay. Oh, again, we're bringing up multiple subjects here. Um, it yeah. just, when I was involved with exorcisms, uh, you know, you're implying that, that, that Christianity is the only defense. Um, I would differ with that, you know, with, with all the greatest respect to my own 10 years in Christian seminaries. Uh, I have seen the name of ISIS make them scatter like you wouldn't believe. It depends on people's faith. It even depends on their cultures. But that being, but you know, I certainly respect what you're saying because it, it, it is, is amazingly powerful. The name of Jesus is incredibly powerful. But that being said, um, recognize it too. What's that's, that? That's fascinating. Even in the face of negative alien beings, they know the name of Jesus. That's, no, no, that's, no, not always. I mean, I, I've well, seen it not work. You know, I mean, aliens, it not work against. Well, well, wait, wait, we're getting ahead of ourselves, Heidi. I, I wanted yeah. to get into that. I mean, what do you mean by aliens and what is the connection with the, the shadow people? But before, before we do that, you seem to be saying, and you may be right, that this, the hat man is one single being th- that you equate with the, with the devil rather than other possibilities that we might suggest, which would be a projection from the mind of the recipient, in some cases anyway, or would be various parasites assuming this archetypal figure. I mean, what, uh, so, and you, so I would ask you, if you believe it's one single person, is that is that what you're saying? Yeah, it could be, yeah. Be, he does seem to be one entity. Um, there could be a, a dozen shadow people around the one single hat man when people have experienced them together. Um, you know, but he does change. He does look different. Does he change it up sometimes? You know, I... I, I, you know, God can be everywhere. The devil is pretty widespread as well. So it's like to know with absolute certainty, I can't say that it's just the one same guy, but it, the pattern seems to be it is one guy. Um, well, it could be, you know, but I, I don't know if I would agree with, with, with the, the sort of the, the, the pseudo Manichaean attitude that the devil is like can be everywhere too. I, I don't think that's, you know, that, that's, that's a heresy actually. Well, evil goes on over here as well as over in the Middle East, you know, and over in Africa. I mean, there's evil. But wouldn't there be multiversal explanations for that? Being able to travel without moving, moving across the body? It's like, you know, a lot of people say, where are these interdimensional beings? Well, I'm not in the other dimension to know if that's what's going on. All I know is what's happening now. And and the, the main drive for me is to try to get people to wake up now to what's going on. Placing definitions on things doesn't mean it doesn't exist or we didn't name it right so it's that's not, true it doesn't yeah. have as much weight so it's like some things exist without being being able to define it yeah. just perfect so um, i like to i like to just go with what it is that people are doing 
what they're seeing, what they're experiencing, and try to get remedies and solutions because time is short. You know, there's a lot of uh, debate that goes on about, you know, this is that and this is what's going on, and, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> just let's help this person over here without us trying to put it in a book. You know, <laughs> like I'm yeah. trying to just get, get to the people. And, and, you know, you mentioned about the different beliefs. I, you know, my, my, I have a lot of friends that are Jewish, a lot that are Muslim, and, and, you know, they've dealt with odd things, and their faith, yes, does help defend them. Even Jesus said that. It's your faith that's made you well. Yeah, exactly. So it's like I, I don't poo-poo people for what they believe to be powerful for themselves, So and it does work for them. Uh, but Jesus has never let me down. So oh, no, 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 nor me, my oldest yeah. personal friend. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, so let's get. It was, we haven't got much time left, but the the whole alien issue is intriguing um, yeah. to, to us. And Ben, correct me if you have a different opinion. Uh, aliens are is is a general term for something that, as you said, Heidi, is not from here. Here being, let's say, the the what we would call the world family we live in, passing through the illusion of time and all this business. Um, there are some beings we have encountered many times who seem to be able to move between world families, um, hence paranormal experiences sometimes. So what do you mean by an alien, and what is the connection with shadow people, or, or the hat man uh, well, in particular? For people who don't know about uh, the alien phenomenon, there are a lot of different players um, that do similar things as far as uh, the abduction uh, the rape, the experiments, uh, there's gray alien beings, there's reptilians, there's praying mantis, there's Nordic, and, you know, people are like, what is going on? Why, what is the connecting factor with all these different types of beings? And, you know, I personally, I've seen some major UFOs, and uh, and then I, my apartment, I, I joined this UFO and alien uh, abduction group. I was the only one that went to this meeting that had just seen UFOs. Everybody else was an abductee. Soon after joining... My apartment was overrun one night with many gray alien beings. I thought somebody broke into my apartment. I jumped up like, what is going on? And here's these little guys. Um, but to not dwell on that so much, but it was a big, it was a big crazy deal. Almost the next day, my apartment was overrun with shadow people. I'm like, what is this? You know, I, you know, at first one night I'm dealing with these and now, now these have come. Uh, fast forward a little bit, I had uh, a college roommate move in, and she was experiencing a lot of this stuff right along with me, and we both experienced another type of presence, and it was another alien type of being that I'd never heard of before. I'd never seen this, this, even seen this type of thing, and it started telling us about, you know, why we're experiencing what we're doing, what we're experiencing when it came to the shadow people. And it was just a, a really, really crazy time. It's in my book, The Secret War. But, um, and then I started getting these patterns of emails as well, where people are like seeing shadow people right alongside of the, the, the gray alien beings. And, uh, you know, one time I even seen, that I, I don't know what it is, but something crazy would come into my room at night. I would wake up right away and I woke up to a shadow spider dropping down from the ceiling with its legs outstretched as if it was going to grab my face or something, I jumped up and this thing started to retract. And as it did, it literally shape-shifted into a gray alien space. And uh, I'm like, you know, these, 
these beings have been known, meaning the, the gray alien beings have been known to, you know, change shape or, or make you think you're seeing something that you're not. And, you know, sometimes I, I can't help but to wonder, you know, if, if they are, you know, sitting there with their finger on the button, but the shadow people are also seen along in vortex areas where heavy hauntings are, are going on as well. Exactly. I was going to say and, flap areas. We run into yeah. these sorts and of it, things. At least people say they're seeing these things. Right. And, it, you know, it took some time in, in finding and, and researching and learning that these shadow people, they do, they feed off from negativity. They, they, they like to trap souls in a certain area. They're the puppet masters of these negative alien beings. This is their connecting force and what it is, you know, what, are, what they're doing with these abductions and, and you know, harming people. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it goes rather deep to, to, to discuss all the details, but, you know, the shadow people are, uh, are, are really a force that has been going across the galaxy, from my understanding, doing this to various planets, having us turn against each other. They don't have to step off of their ship to do what they need to do. You know, it's, it's like an inner battle. And, and a lot of people, they're like, you know, in the end times, there's going to be, you know, angels and demons fighting in the skies. And I'm like, the battle is going on right now. That's why I called my book The Secret War, because people are battling for the individual souls in the middle of the night, and they're waking, you know, to, to a world that laughs at them, saying, you know, I had to fight for my life last night. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really, um, it's really a, a terrible situation that's going on. And, well, you know, we, and we, I apologize. We, I've had, like, uh, like three hours of sleep, so I'm trying to, trying to keep my, my senses Oh, no, no, you're, about you're, you're doing fine. Just, uh, <laughs> the whole idea of the, the wars of the gods motif is present really throughout human history and one wonders what occurred in the remote past to uh to plant the seeds for this this these sorts of stories that are present really in every human culture uh all, all through and uh I personally I see you know having studied it from the Christian perspective for many years uh for what that's worth um see the whole you know angels and Angels and Demons War uh, as uh, uh, another part of that motif. Now, something happened in the human experience and maybe still going on that, that we put different cultures put in their own terms, different religions put in their own terms, but there's something real of some kind behind it. So you really can't deny it as far as, as that's concerned, right. you know, unless we're totally misinterpreting it. So right. that's it. And, well, okay, why don't you tell us uh, one more time about your... Um, um, website and books, Heidi, and also about your radio shows. Uh, yeah, um, if people could go to my main website, which is HeidiHollis.com, uh, they could find my book uh, wherever books are sold. If they don't have it, just ask for it. <laughs> and uh, I do three radio shows. I, I do mine Fridays at 8 p.m. Central on InceptionRadioNetwork.com. And uh, I also co-host on Tuesdays on the Kevin Cook Show, same time. And then on Sundays, paranormalcentral.net, I give reports uh, around 9.30 uh, Central Time. And uh, I, I keep busy. I'm always writing new books and putting new stuff out there. And I'm usually a little bit more perky. I'm sorry. I had three hours sleep. So no, no, that's all right. I feel, I feel scatterbrained. But, uh, yeah, so when it comes to, you know, every perspective, every angle that I could possibly think of, I'm, I'm trying to delve into it. Because I, I feel people need to be better equipped in dealing with the onslaught that's staring our way. And I tell people as time goes by, 
it's not just a possibility you might experience the shadow people or the hat man. It's a threat. And people have got to get right with their faith, whatever it is. I'm, I'm Christian. I say Jesus, you know, whatever floats your boat, literally, I mean, it, go with it. But, uh, you know, I'm, I, I think that, uh, you know, us, you know, getting more interested in our gadgets and being entertained is, it, it, we're, we're missing what's going on around us. And the well, they feed on electricity, is, too, so, that, so that's worrying. And not, not to interrupt, but we're, we're almost out of time here, but uh, I would just add the caveat that whatever spirituality people embrace should be a positive one because in um, mo- most of the, the, the really negative poltergeist, even possession cases that I've dealt with uh, have been with people of deep faith but a negative faith. In other words, not based on love, based on fear. Mm. That sort yes. of thing. Oh, so th- that's right. what I would suggest uh, to add to what you've said, Heidi. Truly makes sense. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, 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 but anyway, I but... but uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, we got one more second. Go ahead. Oh no, I'm I'm hoping that the world shifts more with positivity, and the the light side will win. But people just have I to agree. Yeah, yeah. The the posi- That's it. Our whole uh, approach that we start to talk to people about, as Ben would agree, is the the Peter Pan theory. Think happy thoughts, make it positive. There you go. You know exactly. <laughs> so Heidi Hollis, Truly. it's great to talk to you, and uh, I'll talk to you again. Sure. And thank you so much for being with us. Great. Thanks, guys. This is fun. Okay. Very good. All right. Have a good one. All right. Okay. All righty. Now on to our plethora of announcements. Yes, there are quite a few. Of course. Uh, we are preparing for our 2016 public appearances, uh, the first of which will be one week from this coming Saturday. That will be February 13th uh, at the Book Lovers and Local Authors Expo at the Cumberland Public Library, 1464 Diamond Hill Road, Cumberland, Rhode Island, uh, here in our local listening area. There will be no presentation, but... There will be a meet and greet, and books will be for sale. And come and see us there if you live in the local area. And I wouldn't—I don't know if I'd fly in from LA, but you know, if you want to come in, uh, come and see us. It'd be great. And again, uh, that's uh, when is? Oh, I don't have the hours here. I think that goes from two to four in the afternoon. It's not very long. Yeah, it's, it's real quick. Yeah, I uh, we'll get that in next week's announcements. Right. So, so uh, let's see. What page am I on? I'm on the wrong page. So on April 8th and 9th, uh, we will once again speak at the New England Parafest. At the Ashworth by the Sea, Hampton Beach, in uh, that's in New Hampshire, uh, where I never seem to leave. We are the <laughs> we should move to New Hampshire. Yeah, basically, we are the final speakers of the event, uh, and the subject uh, that we are speaking about is the truth behind the paranormal, and we'll be uh, talking a great deal about parasites and all that good stuff. Now, that title of that program uh, was was sort of given to us and put in the uh, the schedule of the conference by the the wonderful folks who organize it. Uh, however, I, I hate to use the word, I will probably change that, I hate to use the word truth as uh, it makes us sound didactic, it makes us sound like so this is the way it is. And we are always open-minded. The first thing we say is we could be wrong about many of our theories, which are pretty outlandish, some of them, and other people could be right, such as today. But we don't take the religious approach that Heidi takes, but she could be right. Uh, so anyway, we might change that to something else behind the paranormal anyway. But we will be talking a lot about the parasite phenomenon, which we touch on on the show very often because there was no end of interest in that. Most of our emails have to do with that, and it's, we think it's an important subject. So anyway, it's a little early yet for the event after that so far, uh, so but on July 23rd, yes. what? Oh, sorry. Oh, July uh, 23rd. All over you. Right. July 23rd and 24th, uh, we'll be at the Connecticut Paranormal Convention in Windsor Locks. 
uh, in the middle of the state. We will present on Saturday, and on Sunday, we will host the weekly edition of this show with a panel of all the speakers before a live audience. It'll be the first time we've ever done that, and wish us luck, because uh, we'll, so we'll have a few months to prepare for that, Ben. Yes, and uh, you can find out more about the show, our public appearances, and more at BehindTheParanormal.com, uh, which we recently learned is rated one of the top websites in the world for visits and use. Also at our site, we'll find, uh, well, you'll find over 650 free recorded shows from both ON 1240 and our four-and-a-half-year run on CBS Radio, along with special shows and podcasts. Well, speaking of recorded shows, uh, last week's show, uh, we've been told, was was put up on our uh, Behind the Paranormal web Behind the Paranormal website website and was very large to download. Usually it's about 20 megabytes. This was about 80. Uh, none of our tech people can figure out quite what happened. If we can reduce that, we will, and let's hope for the best for this show so that it's not so huge because some people on your devices, you don't have that kind of memory. So um, anyway, we'll, we'll work on that. We are aware of it. Uh, so you can find uh, my books on Amazon.com. Amazon Kindle, Barnes & Noble Nook, and all those usual suspects. Those books include Faces at the Window, Footsteps in the Attic, Turning Home, God, Ghosts, and Human Destiny. And also, for probably of very little interest to the core listenership of this show, Rhode Island, A Genial History, which is used in several school districts, much to my, much to my surprise, and was written with my good friend uh, Glenn Laxton, a well-known uh, historian and uh, TV reporter here in Rhode Island. So uh, anyway, if you order those books from... Uh, the Behind the Paranormal website, I will be able to sign them for you, and you will help us keep all those recorded shows free. They are all free. Also on our website, you'll find direct links to several charities Ben and I have adopted, and those include USA Cares, doing great things financially for wounded veterans, and Canadian Veterans Advocacy, doing a lot uh, with legislation and regulation in Canada for our, our brother veterans there. Uh, also, a Youth Mentoring Connection in Los Angeles, doing great things out there for at-risk youth. Uh, Tony Lorraine and his team doing, doing great stuff in some of the toughest neighborhoods there in Los Angeles. Los Angeles. That's youthmentoring.org. Uh, there are two books that would be of, of great interest to our listeners here, particularly in the local area. Uh, one is the Bell Witch Project, which contains that story uh, from, we, we talked about it often on the air, uh, one of the, the most prominent poltergeist cases in American history. And it also contains a few contributions by me on historic paranormal cases here in New England. Uh, and a special interest to folks here in the area, uh, ON 1240, is another book published by Tim Beckley's publishing company, uh, Global uh, Communications, and that's UFO Repeaters. And uh, with an entire chapter on our old friend Joe Ferrier, talk show host here on ON for over 50 years. And uh, a lot of people remember Joe with great fondness. We miss him a lot. Great UFO expert uh, from the 1960s. Yes. And most recently, uh, my dad contributed to the newest book, by Tim Beckley and uh, Sean Castile, a tome with an eye-grabbing title of Timothy Green Beckley's Spooky Treasure Troves. That's UFOs, Ghosts, uh, Cursed Pieces of Eight, and the Paranormal. And you never know where my name's going to end up these days. Yeah, exactly. I mean, before you know it, you'll end up in another book before <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll, I'll was hopefully next year, yeah. He he's gave like a like a, like like one sentence yeah. or so. All right, so uh, you can also find more about that book. All those are at uh, Amazon.com. Or you can use the links online at our bookstore. That's our website, BehindTheParanormal.com. And then next Sunday, February 7th, we'll welcome prolific paranormal author and researcher Rosemary Ellen Guiley back to the show to discuss Zozo, an entity that sometimes shows up 
when people use Ouija boards. And I guess that's about it for us today. I'm Paul Eno. And I'm Ben Eno. Thanks for joining us on A Great Cosmic Journey, and we shall see you next time. Return to this radio frequency 167 hours from now for another edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno.